Today is the feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, which is so appropriate because this Mass today is being offered for three people in need of different kinds of healing. We pray for a young girl who is undergoing surgery today, for a student here at UT who has decided that she needs to withdraw from school to address some mental health issues, and for a woman who is going into hospice at UT Hospital. But today we will be looking at the readings of the day. And so today we hear Solomon's prayer that he offered at the dedication of the Jerusalem Temple. It is a beautiful, beautiful prayer, offered by a man of great power and prosperity, but with a true spirit of humility. What a great example for us from Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. We too are called to use our talents to praise God in a spirit of humility. On this day in 1858, just a few weeks before Pope Pius IX issued Nuper Non Nulli, the document that created the Paulist Fathers, a 14-year-old girl named Bernadette saw an apparition of the Virgin Mary in the city of Lourdes. This began a chain of events that led eventually to the establishment of the Shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes. Roughly 5 million people visit Lourdes on pilgrimage each year, and the Roman Catholic Church has documented 69 miraculous healings there. Pope John Paul II designated this day as the World Day of the Sick. And so if anyone wishes to celebrate the anointing of the sick today at Mass, we'll celebrate that sacrament after this homily. But before you make a decision, let me make sure we understand what we're talking about here. From the earliest days of Christianity, the church recognized that those people who are suffering in body, mind, or spirit are connected to God in a special way. I like to say that you don't have to be on your deathbed to receive the anointing of the sick, but that's the impression a lot of us have about this sacrament, this beautiful, simple sacrament that's so misunderstood. We so often think about black and white movies from the 1950s that when the main character is about to die, they send for the priest and he does something and then the person dies. But that is not what this is. That would be the last rites, which will include the anointing of the sick, but the anointing of the sick can be used in many other cases. You do not have to be at death's door. I like to tell people you need to have something more significant than a cold. But think about those three women that we're offering this Mass for, for somebody who is undergoing surgery, somebody who is struggling with mental illness, and someone who is going into hospice. Why are those who are suffering connected to God in a special way? How are they connected to God? Well, first of all, they are united to Christ's passion. But they are also aware of a number of things that Solomon also exhibits in this first reading as he prays at the dedication of the temple. Solomon and they recognize that God is beyond our comprehension. 
as Solomon recognizes that the holy of holies of the temple cannot contain God, those who are suffering realize that God cannot be limited to one time or place. But most significantly, Solomon offers his prayer in true humility. Even though he is the wisest and most prosperous king of Israel, he recognizes that he can do nothing without God. Those who are suffering through illnesses also recognize in a special way that God is the provider of all good things.